This is an audio version of The State of AI in Different Countries, an overview by Liz Kavantrub. It's one of the core readings for the AI Safety Fundamentals course. Some are concerned that regulating AI progress in one country will slow that country down, putting it at a disadvantage in a global AI arms race. Many proponents of AI regulation disagree. They have pushed back on the overall framework, pointed out serious drawbacks and limitations of racing, and argued that regulations do not have to slow progress down. Another disagreement is about whether countries are in fact in a neck-and-neck arms race. Some believe that the United States and its allies have a significant lead, which would allow for regulation even if that does come at the cost of slowing down AI progress. Regulation does not have to slow down development. For instance, thoughtful regulation could prevent future issues that would lead to drastic and reactive regulations that significantly inhibit an industry's progress. Nuclear reactors could be considered an example here. This overview uses simple metrics and indicators to illustrate and discuss the state of frontier AI development in different countries and relevant factors that shape how the picture might change. Key points. The top AI labs and models today are based in the United States and the United Kingdom. Key breakthroughs in AI research have largely come from the United States and Canada. China leads on the number of scientific publications and AI patent filings. These numbers are complicated, and rankings could be misleading. Controlling for quality shows a US lead. The following factors suggest that the United States and its allies will retain an advantage going forward. The United States invests more in AI than any other state. The United States and Europe have more access to top AI talent. The semiconductor supply chain is dominated by the United States, Taiwan, South Korea, Japan, and the Netherlands. Moreover, the United States and allied countries have imposed significant export controls and will likely continue introducing new controls on semiconductors. These are already affecting Chinese companies' access to the most advanced AI chips. Censorship and other political and economic factors might hinder AI progress in China and have already gotten in the way of AI development. And if the United States and allied countries institute regulations that slow down AI development, they might similarly slow down AI progress in China, as Chinese advances in AI seem to significantly rely on research published abroad. Heading. Where Frontier AI Progress is Happening Right Now. Heading. The top AI labs and models are based in the United States and the United Kingdom. In terms of product performance and funding, The leading AI labs right now are arguably OpenAI, which produced ChatGPT and GPT-4, Google DeepMind, Anthropic, and MetaAI. These are all US companies or subsidiaries of US companies. If we widen the scope of leading to include all labs that produce machine learning models called significant in Stanford's 2023 AI Index report, we still find that most of these labs are based in the United States. There were some footnotes in that paragraph. The first says, Leading lab is a vague notion. Some labs might have a lot of funding but a weak output, while others might publish a lot but never produce a significant model or a piece of research that's important enough to be cited by other groups. Besides funding, we could look at a list of 100 most cited papers in 2022 and identify the groups whose work was cited the most. Google slash DeepMind, Meta, Microsoft, UC Berkeley, Stanford, the University of Washington, Carnegie Mellon University, OpenAI, MIT, Tsinghua University, NVIDIA, National University of Singapore, New York University, Cornell University, and Princeton University all contributed papers in this list. Almost all of these are US-based. 
There was another footnote that clarifies that Google DeepMind is headquartered in the UK but is a subsidiary of the US-based Google. And the final footnote in that paragraph says, Epoch's data produced the following organisations. There might be errors in data labelling. University of Washington, USA, Tsinghua, China, Stability AI, UK, OpenAI, USA, NVIDIA, USA, Navicorp, South Korea, Microsoft, USA, Meta AI, USA, Hugging Face, USA, Huawei, China, Google, USA, Eleutha AI, USA, DeepMind, USA, UK, Baidu, China, BAAI, China, AI21 Labs, Israel, Runway, USA, and Big Science, USA. Back to the text. We can also measure national AI capabilities by comparing the number of important models produced in different countries. The 2023 AI Index reports that, according to their definition of significant, the United States stood out with 16 significant ML systems, followed by the United Kingdom with 8, China with 3, and then Canada, Germany, France, India, Russia, and Singapore. There are a couple of graphs here in the post. The first is number of significant machine learning systems by country 2022, sourced from Epoch and AI Index 2022, and the list is as just described, with the United States in the lead at 16, the United Kingdom 8, China 3, Canada 2, Germany 2, and other countries with 1. There's another graph, number of significant machine learning systems by select geographic area, 2002 to 2022, from the same source. Once again, we notice the United States, United Kingdom and European Union in the lead, with China trailing far behind. Heading. Key breakthroughs in AI research have largely come from the United States and Canada. Since the deep learning revolution, deep learning has become the main paradigm in AI progress. Three of the scientists whose work contributed to this transformation and who received a Turing Award for their work, Bengio, Hinton and LeCun, are based in Canada and the United States. This reflects a broad pattern. Key breakthroughs in modern AI research have happened primarily in the United States and Canada. This includes the development of AlexNet and Deep Convolutional Networks in Canada, Generative Adversarial Nets, or GANs, in Canada, Reinforcement Learning in the US, AlphaGo and Deep Reinforcement Learning Techniques, mainly developed in the United Kingdom and US, Transformer Architectures, US, ResNet, US and China, Scaling Laws, US, GPT-1 and BERT, US, Unsupervised Learning, Reinforcement Learning from Human Feedback, in the US, etc., a couple of footnotes in this paragraph. The first one clarifies that ResNet, being China slash US, was because this was from Microsoft Research Asia. And the next footnote says countries are based on institutional affiliations. For example, GANs were developed by Goodfellow, an American working in Canada. We count them as originating in Canada. Back to the text. Focusing only on key breakthroughs that happened in 2022, as selected by the AI Index Steering Committee, we see that the trend continues. Most come from the United States. Of the 22 breakthroughs listed, five arguably came from the United Kingdom, one from China, three from international collaborations, and the other 13 from the United States. There's a footnote here that lists all of the breakthroughs in detail. This is omitted from the recording for ease of listening. Back to the text. Heading. China leads on the number of scientific publications and AI patent filings, but these numbers are complicated and rankings could be misleading. Discussions about national capabilities in AI sometimes focus on the number of scientific publications relating to AI across different countries and patent filings, and the fact that China leads on these numbers. 
From 2010 to 2021, China has produced almost 40% of all publications in AI journals and 22% of all publications at AI conferences. The figures for the US are 10% and 24%. See more in the AI Index report, which is linked in the original article. But interpreting these numbers correctly is important. China produces more publications in total, but the United States produces most of the top publications. Chinese publications accounted for almost 40% of the total in 2019, while the United States' share was around 20%. Large financial incentives for Chinese academics might be a significant cause of this fact. However, Chinese papers are cited less. The average number of yearly citations per article is 2.35 for China and 6.25 for the US. The US lead on highly cited research is most obvious at the very top. The United States dominates the list of the 100 most cited AI papers in 2022. A 2022 data brief for the Center for Security and Emerging Technology, or CSET, analyzes the top 5% of AI publications in all subdomains of AI by citation number and concludes that Chinese researchers are publishing a growing share of the most cited research, reaching parity with the US in 2019. The US and China combined publish about 65% of highly cited AI research. US allies, particularly the European Union and the Five Eyes countries, also make significant contributions to AI research. This varies based on the subdomain of AI research. For instance, China is more prolific in computer vision, while the United States publishes a greater share of the top research in natural language processing. See Figure 4 in the data brief for an illustration. And there's a graph here in the text count of top 100 cited papers per year. For each country on the graph, it has bars for 2020, 2021, and 2022. The USA dominates this graph with 78, 75, and 68, respectively, for those years. China comes in second at 27, 23, and 27. The UK follows with 10, 10, and 16, and all of the other countries on the graph are considerably lower, with a maximum of 7 among them and a minimum of 0. Ultimately, it's important to remember that the number of publications or top publications produced by a group is a flawed measure of the progress that the group is making on advanced AI. Many of the most important advances in AI development come from industry rather than academia, and industry labs publish significantly less, and when they do, they more frequently publish preprints on archive, spelled A-R-X-I-V. OpenAI illustrates this phenomenon well. They publish very few papers, but their models and papers are much more likely to be groundbreaking. Almost 40% of OpenAI's publications have made it into the list of the top 100 most cited publications in the past few years. Patent filing numbers reflect patents in publication numbers. More AI patents are filed in China than anywhere else, but this is also a complicated metric. In 2019, the World Intellectual Property Organization released a report showing that the number of new AI patents in China had surpassed the number in the United States. As with academic publications, financial incentives for patent registrations might have led to this growth. But the rankings look very different when metrics for patent quality are taken into account. Only 4% of the Chinese patents were subsequently filed in another jurisdiction, compared with 25% to 63% of the patents initially filed in other countries, suggesting that the patents are less important on average. When an invention looks especially promising, applicants often file further patents in other jurisdictions. This is one measure of quality, but the findings might be partly due to the fact that Chinese patent applicants are more interested in the domestic market. The number of other patents citing an older patent can also be a measure of quality. 
the United States ranked first for the number of highly cited patent applications, while China ranked fifth, behind Japan, Germany, and South Korea. One reason for this could be regional subsidy programs for patents, which were introduced in the late 1990s to promote innovation. According to an analysis published in the China Economic Review in 2015, these programs encourage people to file low-quality patent applications, increasing the overall counts in China by more than 30%. And there's a graph here in the post. It's titled Figure 5.4, Number of First Filings by Patent Office. China and the US are the patent offices which are most frequently chosen as offices of first filing, followed by the patent offices of Japan and the Republic of Korea. And there's a graph that reflects this fact, with Germany trailing behind. China leads with the US just behind it at over 100,000 filings, Japan's around 60,000, Korea approximately 27,000, and Germany approximately 10,000. Another graph, figure 5.5, number of families with at least one granted member and highly cited families by patent office and extension share for top patent offices of first filing. The highest number of patent families with at least one grant and highly cited patent families are filed at the patent offices of the US and Japan. And we see the US clearly leading here on both families with at least one grant and highly cited families. The text goes on. Countries also have different advantages in different areas, and this complicates the picture. In a 2019 testimony, Professor Jeffrey Ding points out that the United States significantly outperforms China when it comes to developing key platforms and support architectures that power many AI projects. According to a Chinese government white paper cited in the testimony, 66% of the world's AI open-source software, like the machine learning framework PyTorch, was developed mainly by US developers, compared to the 12% that was developed by Chinese developers. Most assessments of national AI capabilities inflate China's performance by focusing on technological development and specific applications, like new products, for example smart speakers, and startups. Heading, how all of this might change in the future. The top labs of today, or of 2022, might not stay the top labs forever, so it is helpful to examine how AI progress in different countries will change in the future. There are many different approaches to this question. Tortoise Media's Global AI Index scores nations on their levels of investment, innovation, and implementation of AI. In its 2023 report, the US ranked first on all three dimensions, followed by China, Singapore, the United Kingdom, and Canada, which ranked better and worse on different factors. Other analysts focus on national investments in AI development, or on different states' announced plans to speed up AI progress. A lot of media coverage is focused on China's well-publicized goals and government partnerships with labs. Other researchers build models that look at factors like the availability of computing resources and training data, the state of technological and intellectual progress in different nations, and what other factors might affect the development and release of powerful AI models. These approaches and the people taking them have many disagreements but it seems that the United States has an advantage in terms of access to key resources needed for frontier AI development, funding, top AI talent, the semiconductor supply chain. And China has some specific political and economic qualities that might hinder AI development. Heading. The United States invests more in AI development than any other state. As described in the 2023 AI Index report, quote, in 2022, the $47.4 billion invested in the US was roughly 3.5 times the amount invested in the next highest country, China, 13.4 billion. Here's a footnote added by the AI Safety Fundamentals writers. 
These figures are in nominal exchange rates, not purchasing power parity, or PPP. Switching to PPP would significantly reduce the US lead, but not by much. A counter-consideration to keep in mind is that this difference doesn't matter for GPU hours, and GPUs are a key bottleneck for AI development. You also can't buy some of the most exclusive inputs in China at all, like the very best talent and the very best chips. That's the end of the footnote, on with the quote. The US also continues to lead in terms of total number of newly funded AI companies, seeing 1.9 times more than the European Union and the United Kingdom combined and 3.4 times more than China. End quote. There's a graph here, Private Investment in AI by Geographic Area 2022, from NetBase Quid. The United States clearly leads with 47.36 billion US dollars, China trails behind at 13.41, then United Kingdom at 4.37, and the rest of the countries on the graph lower than that still. The text goes on. Some countries also have national strategies and dedicated budgets for steering the development of AI. But the dedicated budgets are much smaller than total private investments. The US government, for instance, allocated $1.7 billion to AI R&D in 2022 and requested $1.8 billion for 2023. China has announced plans to become a leader in AI innovation, but China's public investment data is not very transparent and getting exact investment numbers can be difficult. A 2019 report from the Center for Security and Emerging Technology, or CSAT, estimates that public AI R&D investment was on the order of a few billion dollars in 2018. The 2023 AI index shows that US spending was $1.29 billion in 2018, while total private investment globally was around $80 billion in 2018. The report also notes that government spending probably tilts towards applied research and experimental development, not basic research. Supporting patterns noted earlier. Heading. The United States and Europe have more access to top AI talent. Quote, human talent might be the most valuable input into a nation's AI ecosystem, end quote, according to Professor Ding's testimony. The United States seems to lead in terms of access to top AI talent. A report on global AI talent in 2020 studied repositories on archive, where researchers pre-publish papers to estimate metrics about global AI talent. It's important to note that China is likely underrepresented in these numbers because publications in non-Latin alphabets more rarely get posted to archive. According to the report, US authors account for almost half of all AI authors on archive, 47.9%. China is in second place, with 11.4% of the global share. There's a graph here that shows those figures, It shows what was just described in the text, with the United States leading by a large margin in terms of total AI authors on archive at around 27,000, China trails at around 7,000, followed by the United Kingdom, France, Germany, Canada and Japan, among other countries on the graph. The text goes on. The report also studied the extent to which different countries attract foreign AI talent and retain domestic AI talent. It seems that China, the highlighted data point in the charts below, is about average, it retains talent slightly less and invites talent a bit more. While the United States, the data point highest on the y-axis in the charts below, is an outlier, especially for attracting foreign talent. So this is a series of six graphs, each representing different years between 2014 and 2019, as well as the average across all those years. It has an x-axis for talent stays or leaves, and a y-axis for invites less or more. And so we see the countries are clustered together roughly around the origin, 
With China always found somewhere within that cluster, the United States is very, very far up the y-axis at the top of the graph, meaning that it invites far more talent, and it's also consistently quite far right on this graph, which means that it retains more talent than the average. And a footnote reads, only about 10% of international scientists and engineers seem open to moving to China, compared to nearly 60% of the US, according to an analysis for the Center for Strategic and International Studies, which highlights immigration as a key strength of the US in two surveys of STEM and AI researchers in 2012 and 2019. Back to the text. China's Ministry of Industry and Information Technology published a report in 2020, translated into English by researchers at the Center for Security and Emerging Technology, or CSET. Among other things, it emphasizes areas of talent shortage, noting that this is especially noticeable in basic, in quotes, research areas, like AI chips and cloud computing, where the number of AI practitioners is about 14 times smaller than the number in the US. Here's a quote. The total number of AI talents in China is only about 50% of the total number of talents in the United States, and the number of talents engaged in basic research work is even more limited. The current number of basic layer AI practitioners in the United States is about 14 times that in China, end quote. There are also imbalances in where new talent is going. Quote, While application development positions represent 19.8% of enterprise demand for job positions, 30.4% of talents lean towards this type of position when choosing their career. The tech support positions, however, which account for 34.8% of the overall job demand, only 12.5% of the talents intend to enter positions of this type. End quote. The report describes a talent shortage in China, noting that universities are struggling to build the quality and capacity necessary to supply enough qualified applicants demanded by the industry side, and that demand for new graduates is significantly lower than demand for more experienced AI practitioners. Around 3% of the overall demand in 2019 was for new graduates, who comprised around 14% of AI job seekers. The report also noted that among AI researchers publishing at the 21 leading academic conferences in 2018, more earned their PhD in the US, 44%, than in the EU, around 21%, and in China, 11%, combined. Moreover, among the 20 companies with the most AI talent according to AI paper and patent records in 2017, half were based in the US, which accounted for 1,623 AI workers. The EU had six companies, totaling 522 workers, and the only Chinese company ranking in the top 20 was Huawei, with 73 workers. The Center for Data Innovation compiled metrics on the United States, China, and the EU, and found a significant lead for the EU and the US, especially among top researchers. Heading. The semiconductor supply chain is dominated by the United States, Taiwan, South Korea, Japan, and the Netherlands and export controls will likely limit Chinese companies' access to advanced semiconductors. Machine learning relies on computing power, algorithms, research and scientific progress, and data for training models. It's not clear that any regions have an advantage in data. Some, including China's Ministry of Industry and Information Technology, have argued that China has an advantage due to the large amount of user data accessible to key companies in China but powerful large language models are currently mostly trained on large corpuses of publicly available content. Moreover, it's important to remember that large language models are trained on public datasets, where English is particularly well represented. There's a website linked here in the article that you can explore for data about languages, and you can check out an overview of the challenges for low-resource languages, in quotes. Regions vary significantly in terms of control over the semiconductor supply chain and therefore future access to computing power, 
On the other hand, only three companies can currently produce the most advanced chips, or semiconductors, and all are based in the United States or allied countries. TSMC, Taiwan, Samsung, South Korea, and Intel, United States. Manufacturing these chips in turn relies on three broader processes, design, fabrication, and ATP, or assembly, testing, and packaging. And production requires technologically complex equipment, materials like highly pure silicon and xenon gas, and intellectual property related to the chip designs, which can involve billions of interconnected components. As described in a CSET brief, semiconductor manufacturing is currently dominated by the United States and its allies, Japan, South Korea, Taiwan, and Europe. In brief, advanced chip design and development, mostly by AMD and NVIDIA, as well as the software for that design, is based in the United States. Importantly, chip design is incredibly complex and is produced in the US and requires specialized design software, which is also almost entirely produced by US-based companies. The US is the dominant producer of electronic design automation software, 95.5% of shares in 2019. And the US and the UK are dominant producers of core intellectual property for chip designs, together accounting for 95.4% of global shares in 2019. The US dominates R&D spending at $39.8 billion in 2019, with total global spending amounting to $64.6 billion in 2018. The US, South Korea, Europe, Japan, Taiwan and China lead on the production of semiconductors, but key steps are dominated by specific countries and groups. Critically, the US, Japan and the Netherlands dominate the production of semiconductor manufacturing equipment, which includes tools for tasks like wafer manufacturing and marking, ion implantation, lithography, etc. Japan, the US, Germany and Austria are key for wafers. The US is dominant for ion implanters. The Netherlands and Japan are dominant producers of lithography equipment. China cannot produce any advanced lithography equipment. The US and Japan are the main producers of etch and clean equipment. South Korea and China are also significant. The US and Japan are dominant for chemical mechanical planarization tools. And there's a link to a CSET report about this, titled The Semiconductor Supply Chain. Wafer manufacturing and marking, ion implementation, lithography, etc. are key choke points for China. Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company, or TSMC, is responsible for over 90% of manufacturing of the most advanced chips. South Korea makes the rest. ASML, based in the Netherlands, is the only company that makes the machinery needed for this process. And Japan controls photolithography, which draws circuit patterns on layers of silicon used in a chip. Moreover, Recent and expanding export controls will make it much harder for China to catch up. An analysis for the Center for Strategic and International Studies, or CSIS, explains that late 2022 controls passed by the US government will, quote, strangle Chinese semiconductor industry, specifically targeting the production of chips designed to be linked together for large AI models. The controls limit Chinese groups' ability to buy high-end AI chips, remove access to key chip design software, which is almost entirely designed in the United States, prohibit sales of US-built semiconductor manufacturing equipment, Chinese alternatives are estimated to be more than a decade and a half behind the US state-of-the-art, and control other important components. The controls affect all companies operating in China in part because the Chinese military sometimes uses shell companies to buy products companies are not allowed to sell directly to the military. Other governments are also adopting controls, 
most notably the Dutch and Japanese governments, which have already announced export controls on advanced semiconductor manufacturing equipment. Those two countries, together with the United States, account for 90% of global sales of such equipment. The effects of these controls compound existing economies of scale and network effects. New products have to be compatible with other parts of the supply chain and with older chips, CCUDA, and need to work with a tight network of established firms, making it harder for any new companies or groups to start a profitable business in this area. China leads on assembly, testing and packaging. ATP. This is important and labour-intensive, but is less technically complicated. Packaging might become more of a bottleneck on chip performance in the future. Japan, Singapore, the US and some other countries are also involved. And China has the largest share for many raw materials required for chip manufacturing, but faces choke points in the production of manufactured materials, 300mm wafers, photomasks and photoresists which are primarily produced by Japan, the US, Taiwan, South Korea and Germany. The US and its allies also produce a sizable share of all raw materials, except for three. And there's a graph here, semiconductor value add and market shares by segment and firm headquarters. It's from the CSAT calculations mentioned above. And we see that the US dominates with 39% total value add, far ahead of the others, with South Korea the next highest at 16%, and China down at 6%. You can see the rest of the data in more detail in the original article. Heading. Censorship and other political and economic factors might hinder AI progress in China. China's unusual political and economic environment might significantly affect Chinese AI development. Censorship will have a significant impact on the viability of most generative AI products in China. China's ruling Communist Party censors public discourse in China. Citizens cannot access sites like Google and Facebook, and some topics and political stances are strictly forbidden. Large language models cannot be trained on datasets that include forbidden discourse, which is important because limiting data harms performance. And if an AI product like a chatbot, like ChatGPT, outputs responses critical of the Chinese government or similar, it could be suspended, and companies are liable if their AI products share content that violates censorship laws. This isn't a theoretical concern. Chatyuan a Chinese generative AI similar to ChatGPT, was suspended by authorities in February 2023. But controlling what responses models like this output is notoriously difficult and might directly trade off with quality. In an article in Foreign Affairs, researchers note that Baidu's Ernie bot gives, quote, canned answers to questions about Xi and refuses to respond to other politically charged topics, end quote. As a result of this censorship, developing powerful user-facing language models in China is more difficult and less commercially viable. The practice has already led to the removal of many Apple Store apps in China. China might have lower capacity to diffuse or spread technological innovations through its industries, which might significantly hamper its ability to leverage AI progress. Innovations typically need to be adopted and built on to have an impact. A state that produces a technological breakthrough might have an advantage and be able to adopt or diffuse new technologies quickly. But winning the race, in quotes, is not guaranteed. Another country might still adopt the innovation first if its enterprises are better connected to research institutes. Madsen, 2007, says, quote, Per one estimate derived from data on the OECD countries over 135 years, 93% of total factor productivity increases in these high-income countries comes from knowledge that originated abroad. End quote. 
A recent paper in the Review of International Political Economy discusses important historical examples, argues that diffusion is underemphasized in most assessments of countries' scientific and technological capabilities, which often focus on countries' ability for innovation, and claims that China has particularly low diffusion capacity, meaning that assessments generally overestimate China's potential for scientific and technological leadership. For instance, when indicators for countries' technological powers are separated into innovation and diffusion indicators, evaluating China on diffusion capacity in 2020 means that China's average ranking drops by 34 spots, putting it close to the Russian Federation, which ranks 47th overall. Its slow adoption of information and communications technologies like cloud computing is likely both a symptom and a cause of diffusion issues. A footnote in that paragraph read, The Soviet Union from 1950 to 1970 is an example of a state that was strong on innovation, it launched the first satellite, was spending more on R&D as a percentage of its GDP than any other nation, and had twice as many science PhD graduates as the US, but was behind on diffusion. Industries were slow to adopt important breakthroughs, potentially due to a separation between the R&D system and the broader economy and poor incentive systems. Back to the text. Heading. Slowing down AI development in a leading country would probably also slow down development in other countries, particularly China. A lot of AI research is international, and published research is accessible to and often used by AI developers in other countries. AI progress in one country speeds up progress in others. Additionally, some evidence suggests that AI progress in China is especially reliant on AI progress elsewhere. If this is true, slowing AI progress in countries like the United States, or publishing less about frontier AI methods, would also slow down progress in China. In one article, researchers argued that, quote, AI advances in China rely a great deal on reproducing and tweaking research published abroad, a dependence that could make it hard for Chinese companies to assume a leading role in the field. If the pace of innovation slackened elsewhere, China's efforts to build LLMs, like a slower cyclist coasting in the leader's slipstream, would likely decelerate, end quote. They pointed out that on one occasion in 2021, over 100 researchers at Stanford collaborated on a major paper about foundation models. Half a year later, quote, the Beijing Academy of AI released a similarly lengthy literature review on a related subject, with almost as many co-authors. But within a few weeks, a researcher at Google discovered that large sections of the Chinese paper had been plagiarised from a handful of international papers. Perhaps, Chinese language media speculated, because the graduate students involved in drafting the paper faced extreme pressure and were up against very short deadlines. End quote. Moreover, concerns that if one country regulates AI, it will be at a disadvantage compared to others seem oversimplified, if only because many governments are beginning to regulate AI. According to the AI Index, at least 31 countries have passed an AI-related bill since 2016. China has introduced extensive regulations, and many countries are actively looking to follow the lead of the United States, the United Kingdom, and the European Union on whether and how to regulate use and misuse. Heading. Concluding Notes. This overview simplifies the picture. It mixes many different kinds of AI research together, ignores important economic forecasts, barely mentions important countries like India and Israel, etc. Ignores info-security factors, espionage might reduce the gap between leading and lagging countries, and may be missing key considerations. But many factors seem to point to an advantage for the United States and its allies. Additionally, it is true that a lot of important AI progress is happening in China, 
but many assessments of national AI capabilities seem to inflate China's importance. And it should be noted that, while the overview focuses on progress, in quotes, and which countries lead on AI development, it does not assume that AI development will always benefit the country it originates in more than it benefits other countries, or at all. In fact, careless AI development might be catastrophic. This was an audio version of The State of AI in Different Countries, an overview. By Liz Kavantrub, it's one of the core readings for the AI Safety Fundamentals course. This recording was by Perrin Walker and produced by Type 3 Audio.